Hustle Podcast, episode number 28, and we're back. We're back in the house. It's a new year, but the same old tussle tandem. It is I, K.J. Johnson, alongside... Just John, baby. Just John. How's it going, my friend? I've been good, man. A new year, mm-hmm. a new mm-hmm. new season to the podcast, as they say, you know? Indeed. So, looking forward to it, man. How were the holidays? Oh, it was all right. It was all right. 2022 gave us a couple more kicks before before it left. But Always. Always. You know, we survived. We survived. How was your New Year's, your your holidays? It was fine. I was asleep at 1030 on New Year's. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great time to be alive. That's fair. That's fair. I woke up feeling exactly the same as I did the previous day. And had no regrets other than the ones I already had in the year prior. <laughs> so the New Year's is just just the calendar change. It's another it's, another yeah, day. Yeah, another day. But the uh, more you get older, the the less it becomes uh, mm-hmm. like a big deal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, never, never again will I celebrate another New Year's. It will never happen <laughs> in the history of ever. Will I go outside on New Year's Eve? Don't you want to do the countdown with never the, again. the balloons? And never the, no? again. I the remember, fireworks. I remember when our friend group, you know, when, when I was in that friend group. <laughs> you still are. You still are. <laughs> when we all trudged down to Nathan Phillips Square and we were about two and a half hours late because oh, yeah. we were waiting yeah. for everyone to arrive. <laughs> and then we all get down there and we're at the Back of the line of Nathan Phillips Square to watch three and a half minutes of pyrotechnics. Listen, I love our friend group because every New Year's we were always late to yeah. the to the fireworks. Always late, <laughs> and two of them got lost <laughs> in the pack. Yep, and yep. then we had to fight and scratch and claw our way home. So for me, that was a horrible time that I will never experience again. But um, yeah, you know, it, it, it was it was fun. It was for those <laughs> for those three minutes. It was, it was pretty fun. a great time. Uh, the world of pro wrestling, as we know it, yes, is an absolute disaster. It's been flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After a long, long exile. It's as if he's a whole, it's as if he's a whole new man clawing back from the jaws of defeat comes Vincent (laughs) Kennedy McMahon taking over his company with an iron fist. (laughs) Come on, this is the man that fought God. You think a little scandal is going to keep him away? And he won that match. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, so you think that crazy crazy fucking dude is gonna like just let a little you know a, a little payoff fucking uh-huh. ruin his career fuck no uh, obviously he not is, he is back uh-huh. and he is back with a vengeance he really is yes. he wants to sell the wwe to the saudis yep so the saudis will not only get uh cristiano ronaldo i believe <laughs> yeah. but they will I'm, also I'm <laughs> But they will also get the WWE if they play their cards, right? Listen, 2023 is a big year for the Saudis, It could man. be a huge year for the Saudis. 
the Saudi prince is going to be making bank. <laughs> Listen, um, before the Vince stuff, there was a lot of, I was seeing a lot of indie guys, a lot mm-hmm. of AW guys kind of yeah, yeah. getting ready to go back to, to Triple H, yeah. go back home to, to WWE. Mm-hmm. After this news, I saw the, a lot of, <laughs> I think even Adam Cole made his debut yeah. back on AEW. Like, yes. everything kind of shifted yes. back, back yes. to normal. We're, we're seeing the power struggle <laughs> day yeah. by day. Yeah, and the, and the whole thing was that they were like, listen, all right, Vince is coming back, but he's only going to do the business bit. We have nothing to worry about. Stephanie stepped down. <laughs> uh, and they were still like, you know, he's he's still just yeah. going to be running the he's, company. He's there. Triple H is still creative. Yeah. But every day he gets more <laughs> and more power. He's like, no, yeah. now Vince is running this. Yeah. Well, now he's doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what's coming next? Uh, he's like the shadow monster from Stranger Things. <laughs> I just started watching. I finished Sh- Stranger Things, actually. And the, the the shadow monster that just feeds on people just one after the other. <laughs> <laughs> just gets bigger. <laughs> that is Vince McMahon at this current moment. Listen, uh, once once John Laurinaitis comes back. Oh, dude. Because you know, he, I you know what's about happening. That guy. <laughs> yeah. I have forgotten about that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Vince being back at the helm, mm-hmm. he's ousted a couple of directors. Or, a or, couple uh, people stepped couple down of, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought back some of the old ones that he originally fired in the first place. Yep. Where does Nick Khan fall into all of this? Well, because he's now the now that Stephanie uh, stepped down. He's the full time CEO now. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. And apparently he's the one that's kind of been helping Vince making all these deals and all this stuff. So who knows what what's going to happen? I, there's there's rumor like Saudi hasn't finished the, the purchase. So there's still rumors that other people are going to buy. And mm. it's a wild time to be employed by the, by the WWE. And it's only been 12 days. <laughs> Yep. 12 days yep. into a, the new a, year. A couple wrestlers already saying that there might be a walkout mm-hmm. if they're sold to the Saudis. So, yeah. I mean, you've got to think under, under the rule of Saudi, you know, if that does happen, you, you've got to imagine that Sami Zayn is going to be in a quite a difficult position. Yeah. And a uh, lot of the, the female wrestlers yes. as well. Yeah, they're going to have to cover up in suits 365 <laughs> days a year. If they even let them wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens going mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the topsy-turvy world of wrestling. Uh, it's, there's never a dull moment. No, not at all. But Adam Cole is back. He yeah. is back at the helm. Yeah. He's, he's all medically cleared, which was quite lovely. Yeah, he did a very emotional promo on, on AEW, mm-hmm. uh, talking about the whole concussion stuff that he was dealing with. Yes. So it's good to see him back. Um, and I'm glad that they're not turning him full babyface because mm-hmm. uh, during his promo, it, it was kind of getting a bit too emotional. I'm it like, was. oh, fuck, yeah. babyface Adam Kwa. I was never too much of a fan of that. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of keeping him kind of like the, he's like a babyface, but like, you know, kind of like a badass type yes. of thing. So he's edgy. Yeah. He's so I'm edgy. very interested to see where he fits into 
all this. There's enough titles to go around, so I'm pretty yeah, sure they're going to plug him into a program really quick. Mm-hmm. And is it too early to ask you who is winning the Royal Rumble? No, we only have like what three weeks. Right. Three still rumble. Well, then I'm... who's doing it, Jeff? John, <laughs> put your name, put your money on the table. All right. Listen, it either has to, it either has to be Sammy mm. or Roman. Oh, I mean, <laughs> pardon, not Roman. Uh, the Rock. The, the Rock. I mean, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if it was Roman. Nah. Anyway, at uh, this point, it's either Sammy or The Rock. The rock. I think The Rock theory is getting a little bit more momentum as the weeks go by. Mm. I really don't think it should be him because he doesn't need the rumble. But do you think he's even going to show up? Listen, I mean, if the Saudis buy WWE, <laughs> they're gonna have the money for it. They throw the <laughs> money at him. No, but I, I don't know. I, the, that's the, the the direction they're going with, mm. or that seems like they're going with. Um, I would much rather have Sammy win mm. and have Sammy Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, kind of complete this bloodline storyline and then I see, proceed, I see. you know, leave The Rock for next uh, WrestleMania or whatever big pay-per-view. 40! WrestleMania 40! Come Pretty on, sure man. The Rock is in, like, his, his early 50s. <laughs> Listen, Ric Flair can, can wrestle at, like, 70 plus. That's man. very generous of you to use the term <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> to explain what so he long. did. <laughs> Those are my two picks. Okay. Uh, how about you? What do you got? I mean, I'm rooting for a Cody Rhodes return myself. That's, I'm rooting for a Cody one. I have, I have Cody doing the Iron Man spot. Uh, I have him going like one till the very end. Because mm, like not what, winning it. Not winning. Because what better way of like following up the Hell in a Cell thing with him mm. doing the Iron Man performance? Yes. So I can see that. Uh-huh. I don't have him winning just because, like, the Bloodline storyline's been very, like, they don't, like, go away from it, say, mm. except for the Logan Paul stuff. No. But they're really, like, <laughs> focused on telling this Bloodline story. Uh-huh. And I don't see how Cody would fit in that unless they do something last minute, to, you know? I see, I see. Wow. Yeah. I mean, can you see Sami Zayn actually beating roman reigns though or is he just winning the rumble in order to fail on the big stage well i think there's gonna be a lot of blood lunching this is gonna be like a classic like 2000s Mm. you know when everyone would interfere type of thing it'll be kind of like that and maybe maybe he wins maybe or they just continue Roman Reigns' path of fucking destruction and mm-hmm. they just keep him for another year right. as champion. Until The Rock is 60. Yeah, <laughs> the Rock beats him at, at the tender age of 60 yeah. years yeah. old. At the ripe old age. Uh, <laughs> well then, I mean, bold predictions, That's just John. Bold got, predictions. Man. And I do believe we might uh, we might just do ourselves a full on prediction for the Royal Rumble. Yes. That'll be fun. That'll be yeah, fun. There's a, a couple of decent matches on there. Yeah, yeah. So we might be doing that. But until then, we have ourselves a show to do. <laughs> yes, we have ourselves Bash at the Beach, 1997. It's the Bash. We're back in WCW Homeland. It's been too long. Yep. It's been too long. We need to get deep, deep. 
in nostalgia. We need to get deep in there. You know what I'm talking about? Let's do it, buddy. Yeah, yeah of course. Let's do of it. course we're going to do it. We're going to do it, and we're going to do it in style right now. the numbers it's been a long time yeah last episode we didn't get to do it by the no we didn't and my heart was torn apart my heart was torn apart oh how i missed ye numbers and we've got a lot we've got a lot to get into because i mean we're doing the great america not the great american we're doing the bash there's too many bashes in wcw (laughs) There's too many. <laughs> this is Bash at the Beach. This is Bash at the yep, Beach. Yep. And let's let's talk about let's remind the listeners as to why we are doing this time period. It's because we are doing Hollywood Hogan versus Roddy Piper. We're yep. doing the feud number two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're WCW feud not, That's right. No. That's right, because they have not connected. Have Roddy Piper and Hollywood Hogan mm-hmm. since Super Brawl. I mean, you could you could argue uncensored. You could argue that in their little six man battle royal yeah, thingy thing. No, that doesn't count. Exactly one on one. But since then, they have all been off doing their separate things. Uh, Roddy Piper has been laying it down with the Wolfpack and mm-hmm. Rick Flaw. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Hollywood Hogan is sucking face with Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> and while they are romancing with each other, they have come back. They have graced the WCW with their presence in yep. the main event tonight. Hollywood Hogan, Dennis Rodman taking on Luger and the Giant. Yes. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, the Bash of the Beach taking place July 13th, 1997 in Daytona Beach, Florida. The Pay-per-view buys, baby, 250000 which is hugely up from last year's pay-per-view with 175,000 pay-per-view buys. Mm-hmm. 7,851. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> A sold-out crowd. Absolutely sold out to the rafters. And finally... The gate, the gate being a hundred and fifty thousand dollars eight hundred and seventy one. Yep, those are the big numbers, the big time, the big time. I wanted to give us a little, a little side note. All right, a little side numbers. Okay. All right. I wanted to uh, give us because we are looking at Hollywood Hogan. Mm-hmm. We are looking at Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. I wanted to to give the viewers a little taste of just who was. At the top standing in the hierarchy of professional wrestling okay. in 1997. All right, let's hear it. Hollywood Hogan's WCW contract in the year 1997 
at the end of that year, he had made, <laughs> and I'm going to break it down, the contract itself was worth $3.3 million. His merchandise sale mm -hmm. cut $52,413. His licensing deals and everything that was associated with the NWO and him, okay. $94,656 for a total of $3.447 million earned that year. <laughs> That year. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Roddy Piper's contract, allegedly, I don't believe that they have the full information, but okay. this is the numbers that was provided, and it's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> okay. His contract was that he got very minimal in the merchandise sales. He got about $20,000. Licensing deals again about the fifteen to twenty thousand dollar range, and his full on contract and the total at the end of the physical year six hundred and sixty one thousand dollars. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> to be exact, six hundred and sixty one thousand five hundred and seventy eight dollars. For the man that the previous year had gotten them the best Starcade buy rate to date, along with their best Super Brawl buy rate to date, to Hollywood Hogan's $3.447 million. Yeah, and um, before the show, you did show me their... Were there oh. The 1998, <laughs> the contract. 1998 contract. The 1998 contract is even more ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were showing me that, so this doesn't surprise me at all. Indeed. Apparently, Hogan was robbing them blind. He truly, For truly that whole was. time that he was there. Indeed. Indeed. So that's what we're looking at. That's what we are dealing with. A man that worked 16 dates a year mm -hmm. for... Televised events, along with know-how shows, know-how shows are very minimal, maybe one to two. It even says in the contract, reasonable requests <laughs> and agreed upon dates for Mr. Bolea. Uh, yeah. And so that guy that is working very minimal is still pulling in an astronomical amount of money in comparison to Rowdy. Roddy Piper. Yeah, so if you're ever looking back at this era and you're wondering why Hogan mm -hmm. doesn't show up so much mm -hmm. on TV, it's because it would have probably cost someone an arm and a leg. Would have bankrupted yeah. them a lot earlier than it did. <laughs> so it's time for the Would You Rathers, just John. Yep. It's been ages. It's been a while, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when we last left off, mm -hmm. we were looking at June 15th for the uh, pay-per-view that yep. had just passed by. So June 16th is when we have Raw, which earns a 2.36, in which Kama and Farouk take on The Undertaker and Ahmed Johnson in the main event. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> or you get a Nitro rating of 3.33. 
okay. in which Luger and the Giant face off with Hollywood Hogan and Dennis Rodman in an angle. Oh. <laughs> God damn WCW. What would you rather? Ah. Uh. I'll probably go WCW. Ah, yeah. Going the dub. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I from henceforth, I decided because uh, a lot of the closing segments mm-hmm. for Nitro was just an angle of them building up to the next show. Okay, and okay. or pay per view. I decided to go and look through the catalogs and actually find the last actual match that took place on the show, and that is considered the main event from henceforth. Okay, I that's will fair. give you a little side note of what the actual main event angle was, okay. but you will now, from now on, choose the matches that are provided. Okay, that's better. All right. With results for WCW, I have the show results okay. for those matches. Okay, perfect. So, coming up next on June the 23rd, Raw pulls in a 2.4 as the Undertaker and Vader team up to face Farouk and a man returning to the podcast. A man who we haven't seen or heard from in many a moon. (laughs) An underrated legend of Attitude Era nostalgia. I'm talking about D-Lo Brown. <laughs> oh no, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate God. So, it is the man, I the can't myth, escape him. The man, the myth, the legend, on the main event of Raw in 1997, there for you, John. Uh, meanwhile, Nitro pulls in a 3.26, and the main event, Scott Hall, taking on Diamond Dallas Page, in which Diamond Dallas Page wins by DQ. What? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, the more the things change, the more they stay the same. What would you rather? Uh, WCW. 100%. Two in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck D-Lo. Good heavens. Oh, D-Lo. Poor d June the 30th. Raw pulls in a 2.48 as a match that we actually seen on the podcast not too long ago. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Jimmy Anvil Madhart in mm. the main event. Mm. Meanwhile, Nitro pulls in a 3.33, and it is a massive six-man attraction. As the NWOs, Randy Savage, and the Outsiders okay. take on Diamond Dallas Page, Lex Luger, and the Giant. And it ends in a no contest. <laughs> I was actually getting excited. <laughs> All right, I'll go Stone Cold and Jim just because I've seen the match before. Stone Cold yeah. and Jim. Yeah. Over the massive six man tag. <laughs> Good heavens. Wow. Oh. And finally, on July the 7th, Raw. Grabs us a 2.5 as Brett Hitman Hart, who has not wrestled in ages by this point, he was dealing with a bum leg, mm-hmm. uh, taking on Gold Dust. Okay. Nitro 
pulls in a 3.44. And the last match to take place on that show is the Steiners taking on Munga McMichael <laughs> and his partner, Chris Benoit with Nancy Benoit. This match ends in Steiner's victory. I thought you were going to say DQ again. <laughs> <laughs> fucking just walk away. <laughs> the actual main event segment was Hollywood Hogan uh, and Eric Bischoff having an interview promoting the main event. Okay. Um, what would you rather for the go-home edition of Bash at the Beach for Nitro? That's a good one. This is a good one. Because I like everyone involved in these. Mm. Including <sighs> Chris Benoit and Nancy Benoit, of course. <laughs> I'll go Brett Goldust. Because oh. Goldust in the 90s was so fucking weird. My I used to love Goldust. Wow. Yeah, I used so to love Goldust. Raw and Nitro break even yeah. for just John. Yeah. A good 2-2. Two, two. I like it. 2-2. Two two. I like it. And there you go. So that is, uh, that is what we're dealing with. As we move into the Bash at the Beach, we have many, many top quality matches on the docket tonight. We mm -hmm. have Roddy Piper and Ric Flair. They're going to be in wrestling action. We have Randy Savage and Scott Hall taking on Diamond Dallas Page and a mystery opponent. And finally, that mega main event where Rod the Bot gets into the ring for the first time ever with Hollywood Hogan taking on Luger and the Jack. Yeah, but before that, mm -hmm. we got to get to the real main event. That yeah. is the opening match mm -hmm. of Mortis and Wrath mm -hmm. versus <laughs> Ernest Miller and Glacier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know how WCW is known for their opening matches? Yep. They're keeping that streak alive. Totally. Come on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this has been a uh, a build of four, five, maybe even six months. Yep. Uh, of these four, all men, <laughs> all men very heavily pushed. Mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So start as we mean to go on. It is a tag match. Um, <laughs> starts off hot with a double leg takedown. Glacier and Mortis first. Some <laughs> kung fu mastery on display here. Uh, <laughs> the problem, of course, being that the crowd die a death. Because, of course, they fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I have very little notes on this match. I couldn't even be bothered. I, I had nothing good to say about these people. <laughs> Well, so I'll, I'll just I'll just take it over. Okay, okay, uh, <laughs> you do so. Because the only thing that I have is the ending of the match, which I found to be reasonably clever. Um, I unlike you, I unironically extensive, extensive notes enjoyed this match. Mm, you enjoyed this. <laughs> I'm not sure if it just caught me at the right time, but mm. it was a it was a decent. decent well, it, it was bad wrestling. <laughs> And you seem to be known for that at the moment. I hate that. That's my that's my thing. But I don't know. It did, it did something for me. I enjoyed it. Uh, Glacier sends Mortis to the mats. 
uh, with some big shots. Uh, Raph comes in and they both just stare at each other because Ernest Miller is late for his spot. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> he manages to land a springboard sidekick to Raph, sending him to the outside. Uh, Miller gets tagged in and lands a nice spinning kick on Mortis, but Mortis tags out to Raph. Mm-hmm. And Raph tries to slow down Miller, but Miller is just, he's just too explosive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just can't be stopped yeah. um, until Raph lands a backbreaker that grounds Miller. Backbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Some heavy, heavy, high quality wrestling going uh, on in here. Top quality. <laughs> Raph goes for the top rope, uh, top rope move, but uh, misses which gives Miller a chance to tag in Glacier mm-hmm. and they hit a double drop kick to Wrath. Indeed. You know, just tag team specialist here. Wrath mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> then starts brawling with Glacier on the outside. And while the ref is distracted with uh, Miller, who is trying to save his partner uh, from Mortis, Mortis and Raph use a chair on the outside uh, on Glacier. Mm-hmm. Back in the ring, Mortis is beating up Glacier, but quickly... Uh, Glacier recovers and lands a, a weird-looking like sidekick yes. uh, in the corner, but then Raph comes in and, and hits a clothesline. After a pin attempt, Glacier kicks out at two, and Mortis tags in Raph, and they do a double-team powerbomb neckbreaker combo yes. on Glacier. Raph goes for the pin, but M- Ernest Miller breaks it up. Raph then puts Glacier into a reverse Boston Crab, which I've always hated that move. <laughs> even in the indies when it became Boston <laughs> even in the indies when it became like a cool thing to do. I think Daniel Bryan used to do like yeah. a version of it. Yeah. It's such a dumb fucking looking move. Not a great look. Not but a great look. He he pulls it off. Uh Mortis lands a, a guillotine leg drop. Uh, on Glacier. Mm-hmm. Mortis then goes for a moonsault but misses and Glacier is about to tag his partner but Raph comes in and hits Miller preventing the tag. Miller decides he ha- he's seen enough and jumps in the ring and attacks uh, Raph and Mortis hitting each man with all types of kicks and all spinning shit. Of, of Kung Fu Mastery. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he's a Kung Fu Master man. Top quality. He's <laughs> a regular Omega Osprey <laughs> clinic. What this is. So we are used to these types of opening mm-hmm. matches. We're getting it again here. Yeah, Dean Malenko's still not on the show. <laughs> Miller and Raph are brawling on the outside, and Mortis is about to hit a suplex, but Glacier reverses it into a DDT. He goes for the pin, but Mortis manages to gra- uh, grab his foot and adds uh, a chain on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, his manager, what's his manager's name? James Vandenberg. <sighs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> he puts a chain on uh, oh, Mortis's foot. foot. That's right. Uh, and then breaks up the pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortis's manager then goes on the apron to distract Glacier. Glacier hits him with a, with a spinning uh, super kick. Yes. But as Glacier turns around, Mortis hits him with a super kick using the chain that's on his foot. That's right. Uh, and he goes for the win and he did it and he did it Mm -hmm. he did it got the one two three count it was a clever finish i will give them that it was a clever enough finish yeah my problem is 
among the, you know, obvious that these people are awful and it's an <laughs> awful storyline. Um, the match is decent, though. In the match, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the problem that I have is that, again, for like maybe like the third month in a row, Glacier looks like absolute dog ass. Yeah. And it seems now as if Ernest Miller is the star of this duo. He did look, uh, to be honest, he did look like the star of, even though he's supposed to be the one with the least amount of yeah. professional wrestling experience, he was hitting his moves cleaner than Glacier yeah. was. Not to mention the fact that you have poured money into Glacier and created this whole storyline for Glacier. You turned Canyon into Mortis. You brought in Brian Clark as Wrath for Glacier. <laughs> and yet you make Glacier look like a turd in the punch bowl yep. and give Ernest <laughs> the spotlight here. It makes no sense. Yeah, he li- he, except for that one spot that he was kind of late for. <laughs> He looked like the main attraction yeah. of that match, and which Glacier is fucked up. took the pin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm glad that you liked it. <laughs> it was a decent match. I enjoyed that it, it went on first because uh-huh. even though it ruins their streak of great opening matches, Ruined I'd rather it. have it right at the beginning mm-hmm. and then have a great pay per view yeah. than have a great pay-per-view than fucking right in the middle there's this match mm. that kind of sucks the energy away from the rest of uh, yeah. the pay-per-view so i like it here indeed we'll put it on first uh-huh. we'll get through this get it out of the way. then right after yeah. we got jericho and dragon gotcha. to lift everyone up yeah 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 they retired medusa for this <laughs> um <laughs> Listen, if they're going to do it, at least they, they got to do it. This is the best way that they can possibly, you know, book it. They already spent the money on it. Or, you know, just don't book it. <laughs> Listen, this money's already spent. And WCW has this weird thing where they need like nine matches. I don't they, know why. They do. A nice, a nice solid know. number. A good number. Could be eight. All right. No, no, no. Then how would you fit in this? How would how would you have time to fit in the tag match? Listen, it was a good, it was a decent tag match. <laughs> it was a decent tag match. If you say so, Val. <laughs> Let us keep this train a rolling with match number two. I mean, our our the professor, just John, he just wants to keep on a going. <laughs> <laughs> so Listen. in the interest of sharing the load. I fucking I love this match. I've seen mm. this match a fucking couple times already. Yes. Um. To me, this is the actual uh, first match of the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just accidentally switched on the cameras to the dark match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they gave they gave us a preview of uh, what was the show that they had Heat. Yeah, Heat. The yeah, their, their version of Heat. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The so we go to match number two. Well, after before that. Uh, DDP's answering questions on the stupid fucking hotline that they that's keep right. plugging. Yes. I don't know what it was with the 90s and hotlines, but How apparently... They, that's where they made their money. All, all right? you old fucks were calling in and shit. Yes, this is a direct shot to all <laughs> you old <laughs> old wrestling fans. Stop giving your money to hotlines. Uh, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, DDP was answering many questions. <laughs> rapid fire. 
to those 8,000 that are allowed and no one else. God damn it. The 90s was a weird time. Anyways, match number two, Ultimo Dragon versus mm-hmm. Chris Jericho. Uh, fantastic fucking match. Mm-hmm. Um, they start off with some classic uh, back and forth chain wrestling. They exchange monkey flips, which was... Uh, the Cruiserweight title is on the line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, this is why it's the both of us, because I forget a lot of the shit. context is necessary. What are they fighting for? Sorry, I just get so excited because it's such good a good match. <laughs> Slow down. Yes. Yeah. Cruiserweight title mm-hmm. on the line. Who is the champion? Ultimo Dragon <laughs> versus Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is the champ. There you go. Uh, this is his, uh, I think, is this his first run as Cruiserweight t- champion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is one of his first couple defenses mm-hmm. as the Cruiserweight champ. That's right. Uh, and he's going up against a guy that we've seen a lot yes. during this feud. A top, top man. Who's looked like an absolute monster mm-hmm. since debuting uh, for WCW in Ultimo Dragon. Mm-hmm. And again, they start off super hot chain wrestling uh they exchange monkey flips which was a cool thing to see uh arm drags they exchange drop kicks but neither man can get an advantage over the other jericho then puts dragon in the corner but dragon does the 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 handstand from the top rope that Mm -hmm. that he always does um jericho then goes to pull him down dragon lands a drop kick instead uh, Dragon then lands a kick combination on Jericho and then puts Jericho in various submission attempts. Uh, Dragon goes for a Huracurana, but Jericho reverses it into a powerbomb. Uh, after a suplex, Jericho takes full control of the match, but Dragon manages to hit a belly-to-back suplex. He tries to get some uh, momentum back, but Jericho hits a, a whisper in the wind. I'm not oh, sure what it was called back then. Look at that. Um, super young so that's what i call it <laughs> i'm super young well <laughs> i call it a whisper in the wind you i don't know firing a lot of shots at the old folks <laughs> listen yeah. i don't know what they were what they were calling it back in the 90s a corkscrew somersault that's what it was called sure oh, <laughs> are you serious? whisper in the wind followed by a power bomb jericho hits a scoop slam he tries to go for a elbow from the top rope but dragon puts his legs up then jericho is on on the top rope again but mm-hmm. this time dragon meets him up there and he's about to hit a huracrana but then jericho shoves him to the outside jericho then attempts to dive from the top rope to the outside but dragon hits him with a drop kick midair dragon hits the acai moonsault to the mm-hmm. outside and then and uh these two are evenly matched uh, no man could get an advantage over the other. Uh, but then Jericho manages to uh, roll up Dragon for the win mm. to cap off an amazing, amazing match. Uh, every move was delivered perfectly. The only misstep was uh, Jericho missed uh, a top rope drop kick mm. that sent uh, Dragon to the outside. Yeah. Uh, Commentary tried to play it off saying that <laughs> Dragon just kind of like lead, uh, he fell on purpose oh, type yes, of shit, but yeah. it was clearly a botch, but that was the only misstep in this match. Everything else was done 
perfectly. There you go. This is the true opening match mm. of this pay-per-view and one that you should definitely go back and watch if you're a fan of cruiserweight action. Mm. This is one of Jericho's best matches that we've reviewed so far. I would agree. Yeah. So it's definitely some uh, a match that you should go back and see. Yes, I mean, it, it doesn't quite top Jericho versus Nick Patrick, but a solid, <laughs> solid number two. Solid number two. Uh, <laughs> then it's to ringside with mean bugod gene yeah who is in the crowd but a debuting raven yeah what do we know about raven just john so raven ecw mm-hmm. legend yes uh held the ecw title multiple times mm-hmm. uh he's in a tag team with uh stevie richards mm-hmm. who's with him at ringside yes. uh, tonight uh and mean jeans asking him some questions and raven being raven yeah. <laughs> is responding in poems yes Poem. which is confusing the shit Cryptic. out of me all all sorts of nonsense and mean jean is just like well i don't know what any of that means <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, you're giving me the runaround here, and I don't approve of it. I just want a straight answer from you, sir. <laughs> That's when uh, Stevie Richard, who is the more... They, they have kind of... For new wrestling fans, they kind of have a, a Randy Orton, Matt Riddle kind of mm-hmm. situation going on where one's a bit more gloomy, one's a mm-hmm. little bit more outgoing. Yes. So Stevie Richards tries to, like... Uh, answer the questions hmm. for Raven yeah. and Raven just smacks the shit out of Stevie Richards. As far as I'm concerned, this is very much a Ran and Stimpy dynamic. Yes. This is, this is just a total cartoon <laughs> and, and it's fantastic. This is pinky in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so poor Stevie Richards is just trying to help his partner out, trying to answer the questions. And mean Gene. It's just like, oh, he knocked the, he just knocked his lights out. What a suspicious individual. Yeah. <laughs> Call the hotline now. <laughs> Listen, Mijin gets uh, paid, I think, a percentage every he time he, he talks about the goddamn he hotline. He does. Match number three is a tag team attraction in which the Steiner Bros, Scott and Rick, Take on NWO International. Yeah, enough, NWO Japan. Yeah, enough of the cartoony bullshit. Mm-hmm. Enough of the fucking cruiserweights. Yes. It's the big boy's turn. That's right. That's right. As it is Masahiro Chono and the great Muta. Hi. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, both of these men are mega stars in Japan, of course. Yes. Um, Muta has actually been in WCW quite a few times before. Uh, way back in the day, in 1989, he was uh, taking on uh, Sting and Ric Flair uh, mm-hmm. as he was kind of teaming or had a had a s- kind of an alliance with Terry Funk. Yeah. Um, and all the things that happened there, I mean, he still looks incredibly good today, even though he's moving a tad bit slower in this match. But yeah. even still... Yeah, this um for this whole NWO 
Japan project. They got for me, they got like two of the best guys mm -hmm. that they could get to represent uh, Japan, just because Mura already has the name. He's been in the states right. countless times, as mm -hmm. you said. And Chono's just a fucking powerhouse, yeah. a classic Japanese wrestler. So mm -hmm. these are like the best two guys that you could have got. Yes. And they look badass coming out to like the NWO theme, you they know, Muda with his uh, yeah. NWO yeah. face paint. That's right. That's yep. right. Uh, even Chono being a multi-time heavyweight champion, he's yeah. been the NWA heavyweight champion, as a matter of fact. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, suplexes, handspring back elbows, of course. Uh, <laughs> all four of these guys beating the ever-loving piss out of each yeah. other. Um Basically, for this match, I guess they forgot to tell them that they're not supposed to, like, oh. try to murder each Listen, other. <laughs> it was strong style aplenty. Yep. And I was here for it because you have these two brick shit houses in the Steiners. And then you have two of the masters of Japanese pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, and they were just going right at it. It was fantastic. Muda at one point getting on the top rope with Rick Steiner and delivering a Hurakamarana from the top. And then and then Rick Steiner doesn't even miss a beat because Muda tries to follow up later on with a handspring back elbow into the corner and gets caught into a suplex by Rick Steiner. And and we also have to give a shout out to the crowd in Florida because yes. they were amazing for this match. They exactly. Were red hot for this yeah. match. They picked up. They were nice and hot. They were ready for it. Uh, Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner with tag team wrestling, some powdering by the Japanese contingent on the outside. They're kind of befuddled by the power game. It's mm -hmm. all about the power game between Steiners, uh, between the Steiners uh, in comparison to Muda. And Chono. Chono, to me, Masahiro Chono kind of takes a little bit of a sidestep. I've always had my eyes on Muda mm -hmm, and everything mm -hmm. that he was doing. Ultra charismatic. Um, definitely the muscle of the team for Chono. Yeah. But, but Muda was just giving me all the charisma. Yeah, giving yeah. me all the love. All right, The finish sees Muda on the shoulder of Rick as Scott. First, it's a Frankensteiner. And then they set Muda up and deliver a falling DDT to Muda yep. from the top. Yep. The crowd explode as Scott Steiner is able to pick up the win in a fantastic tag match. Listen, I remember when we first started reviewing WW, WCW, sorry. Mm. Um, I'm on the podcast saying that they had like one of the worst tag divisions. Yes. Um, but recently they've been picking it up. Mm -hmm. um, there's still a couple duds in there, mm -hmm. but now you can start seeing their div tag division starting to form. Yeah. And this match was incredible. And definitely mm -hmm. like the, I feel like one of the, the, those tag team matches that you have to go back and see. Yeah. I mean, not to mention they are doing a slew of tag team wrestling at the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, as we talked about on the Would You Rathers, a lot of the main events, a lot of the major yeah. matches have been tag team matches. We have this match here. We got the uh, main event tag. Um, and the last pay-per-view, there was a big tag match too, exactly. so they're picking so, it up. Yeah, So they're definitely focusing a bit more on tag team wrestling, mm -hmm. such as which in match number four with Lucha Remucha Smoocha <laughs> Yeah, you know how uh, 
AEW now has like that one hour that they just focus on women. Mm-hmm. WCW has like their one match that they just throw all the lucha guys that yeah. they can find. All the AAA agreement, <laughs> just throw them out there. Yeah, and, so. uh, yes, with our Spanish correspondent, <laughs> El Jono, I figured you might be able to take us to Loco Town. <laughs> I like that, El Jono. I like that. So it's a so we got a trios match between Hector Garza, mm-hmm. Juventud Guerrera, mm-hmm. and Lismark Jr. Classic versus La Parca, Psychosis, and Vijano Four oh. with with Sony Ono, who's there with Psychosis. That's right. Um, and I and think La Parca is also yes. yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a classic lucha libre style match. A lot of top rope moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a point where everyone's doing a, a top rope uh, finish, like their top yeah. rope finisher. That's right. And it just looks like fucking just bodies yeah. dropping out the skies. Tope suicidas. All, all types over the of place. shit. Uh, La Parca does a great dive to the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's kind of scary because he, he kind of lands awkward. But <laughs> listen, this is Lucha Libre. It's part of the game. Yeah. Uh, La Parca and Sony Ono kind of have a little back and forth Soniano had to like take out some cash and remind mm-hmm. him like yo you're you're on, you're on my you're side on my type t- of thing yes that's right um Juventud also does a, a a dive to the outside that was that was really really cool mm-hmm. um where he used i think he used like the fuck i forgot who it was but he used someone to like launch himself yeah over the top rope and, and he, he got kind of the like larry <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh he's amazing <laughs> the amount of air that that guy's able to do especially when he does just the standard springboard yep. but to do it off of the back of la parka is absolutely sensational stuff um at the end of the match vijano five comes mm. in and takes the place of vijano four mm. uh with, the switcheroo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there was some confusion in the match because, of course, there's like fucking six, seven people in there. Mm. There's going to be some sort of confusion. Yes. Uh, but it leads to Hector Garza landing a, a standing moonsault on Psychosis, I believe it was, for mm. the win, which honestly wasn't the greatest finish. <laughs> Pretty flat, if we have to be. Because after like twenty minutes of Man. nonstop, like just batshit crazy, like yo, let's just try to one up each other. Yes. For it to end on just like a, a standing moonsault mm. that didn't even look that painful, I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a kick out, and some other shit was gonna happen, going especially again. with the vaginal four and five switch. Mm. I thought that was gonna play a bigger part in the finish. But the fact that it was just ended with a moonsault, I was like, oh, <laughs> that was disappointing. It's incredible. Yeah. incredible. I will say, because we've had, I think now we've had two trios matches on yes. the Lucha Rules. Yeah. And this match was highly entertaining and much better than the first one that we had. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mainly because there wasn't a Conan in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first one had, a, like, if, if you remember, if you go back to our last episode, we reviewed that Lucha Libre match. There was a lot of botches in that one, yes. which is ugly. Yeah. And, 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 and to be honest, if you watch a lot of Mexican uh, Lucha Libre, there is quite a, quite a lot of botches. But this match was clean. They, they were mm. able to get through all their stuff. 
without too much uh without too many botches so yeah, that, yeah. it works out well in the end which yeah. is which is the most that you can ask for out of <laughs> lucha libre yeah. and it was a good match to boot match number five sees a career on the line as chris benoit takes on kevin sullivan Sully Bobs is looking mighty wet <laughs> as he comes down to the ring. Uh, Kevin Sullivan uh, is flanked with Jimmy Hart and a very reluctant and angry Jackie. Jacqueline yep. is not a fan, uh, doesn't want to hold the hand of wet Sully. And <laughs> I can't say as I blame her. Can't say as I blame her at all. It was very... It had a lot of moisture on it for some reason. Very wet. Very I don't wet know indeed. what was going on there. Uh, Chris Benoit comes out all by him lonesome. Mm-hmm. He is here to fight Kevin Sullivan. And baby, does he fight <laughs> Kevin wild Sullivan. <laughs> it is stiff fists to start. Both men nailing each other with everything they have. Mm-hmm. Kevin Sullivan takes a hold of Chris Benoit. A suplex from the inside of the ring all the way over to the top. To the outside. Jackie then whips Benoit into the railing. Uh, but then Benoit, when he's down on the ground, Jackie tries to maneuver, get some more attack in, just monkey flips her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the monkey flip is always going to be my favorite move. <laughs> it pops me. It pops me every time. Uh, but Jackie is able to land on her feet off of the monkey flip, tries to get in, do some more attacking. Double team by both uh, Jackie and Sully. And Benoit low blows both of them. Uh, <laughs> Benoit then picks up Jacqueline and throws her on to Kevin Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Um, who, and then it's into the surfboard house up the ramp. By the way, side note, talking about the set, an absolutely amazing set. Yep, yep. Yes. And I, I, this is my favorite part of this match when they go into the set because oh. the way the set just crumbles amazing. as they're fighting is yes. fucking hilarious. They go into the surfboard house. They're breaking down the surfboard house. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Hart, for no reason whatsoever, climbs the lifeguard stand <laughs> yep. and Benoit pushes him over. And the whole lifeguard stand goes down into the tent. It crumbles and collapses. Everything just starts fucking falling apart. <laughs> it looks awesome. Yep. It looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, both men battling on the entranceway still. Kevin Sullivan is able to deliver a towel driver onto the concrete floor. And and just to, to add this, by this point in the match, it's basically a handicap match. Yes. Because Jacqueline is fully, fully involved yeah. in this match. As a matter of fact, I, I wrote that it, she's getting involved a little bit too much. Yeah. Because... For, for a person that's supposed to just be a manager. Yeah. So much so that Kevin Sullivan is like throwing her out of the way, like literally, like throwing her. Like he's he's literally setting up spots for uh, her. Like uh, he like um he pulls uh, away the guardrail at one point, uh, and she just tosses Chris uh, into the guardrails, and I'm like, all right. So you're part of this match at this point. Just That's over like, and over again. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah she's she's getting getting way too in there. But mm-hmm. after a while, they're able to get back into the ring, uh, and then after a little bit of a back and forth, Chris Benoit gets tossed outside 
once again into the waiting boots of mm. Jimmy Hart, who sticks the boots in, just yeah. gives him a little little bit of a tippy tap, yeah. a bit of a tippy tap. <laughs> yeah, he's right. no Ernest Miller, but yeah, he's, that's you know, right. He's, yeah, but he's, he's, he's getting the he's boots trying. in. He's getting the boots in. Uh, <laughs> then Kevin Sullivan crotches Benoit on the guardrail right in front of Old Raven, mm -hmm. and Raven stoic doesn't make a move, doesn't even doesn't even acknowledge that anything's happening. <laughs> Why did he even buy the ticket? I don't. Why is he in the front row? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just going to be there for the Mean Gene segment, but he, yeah. he just stayed there. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, both men get back into the ring. Benoit is able to retake some control uh, with a snap suplex. However, Kevin Sullivan bites at the belly of Benoit. Ray starts a nibbling away, starts a teething on him. As death the roads for say, started the teething on the belly. But then, of course, Chris Benoit bites back, bites Kevin Sullivan right on the ear, starts a nibbling away on the ears. And then the crowd is lit up yeah. by this point. A cross face in on one Sully, but he gets up before the arm drops for the three. Sully then gets into the cross face once again, but he gets out a second time. Uh, Sullivan, this is where it kind of gets a little bit weird because Benoit starts just beating the piss out of Kevin Sullivan mm -hmm. and Kevin Sullivan keeps getting back up and he's kind of doing like a little bit of a Hulk up, <laughs> kind of doing a Hulk up thing. And I'm like, you are not a good guy here, man. Like, read the room. <laughs> no one's cheering for you right no. now. Uh, he's able to get Chris Benoit into the tree of woe driving the knees in, not once, not twice, but thrice. And then Jacqueline, while this is taking place, pulls out the old trusty, the old faithful, the wooden chair. <laughs> she gets into the ring, and Kevin Sullivan is like, no, you're not going to use the chair. I'm going to use the chair. I want to use the chair. I want to put this man out for good. All right? He took away my wife. He took away my wife. <laughs> <laughs> And Jacqueline is like, oh, you want the chair, huh? You want the chair? And clatters the fuck out of Kevin Sullivan. This was such a weird finish. Oh, God. This was... Sullivan gets cracked in the head with the chair. The chair just goes into bits. Yeah. It's, it's some cornwood at this point. It literally just fucking... Just, it, just every piece of it. Yeah. Just disintegrates. Chris Benoit recovers, gets a diving headbutt onto Kevin Sullivan. One, two, three. Kevin Sullivan has retired from competition. Uh, this match was this match was great. I loved this. This match, match was fucking great. <laughs> My only thing was the ending was weird because mm. why help him? You know, I put your body through all this punishment yeah. if you're just going to betray him at the yeah. end. But that aside. This match was absolutely fantastic. It was. I think they overestimated how much people would give a shit about the retirement match. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't think people no. cared that much. They're no. like, oh, we don't care. I think people just wanted to see Chris Benoit win. Yeah. Uh, if the stipulation wasn't there, it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah, I think, like, even at the end, uh, Jimmy Hart trying to console, uh, not console, but he was like, Telling Kevin Sullivan how he's let everyone yeah. down. Yeah, you've let us down. But Kevin Sullivan just pushes him out the way, and he's like walking up the ramp. He's like teary eyed, yeah. 
And the whole crowd the is just like, we don't give a shit. We want the next match. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. <laughs> we would like the next match. If he just did a quiet retirement, if that was just, this is going to be my last yep. match. Don't have to say anything about it. Just go out there, have a nice or drag for out like brow. the months before you did the efforts to turn babyface. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, you're going up against a babyface. Yeah. And you've and been a heel all this time. love Chris yeah. Benoit. At this point, Chris Benoit is gaining so much momentum to the crowd. People love Benoit and everything he does. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you're going to be able to do a Hulk up <laughs> spot with Chris Benoit. Listen, that it's just not going to happen. I've never <laughs> seen a wrestler go up the ramp like teary eye yeah. while the the audience is just like. <laughs> <laughs> We just don't care. Yeah. We don't he's, care. He's retiring? But what? <laughs> so you're telling me the villain that's been hurting my favorite wrestlers retiring? Oh, this is a fucking great day. Okay. But be that as it may, Kevin Sullivan does in fact retire. Uh, he continues to work in the backstage for WCW until it's closing. Mm-hmm. Uh, famously, he would um, regain power in the short span that vince russo walked away from Mm -hmm. the book and that would cause the radicals of eddie guerrero malenko saturn and benoit to all jump ship at the same time because they did not trust that kevin sullivan had their best interests (laughs) at heart and also kevin sullivan does fight again for wcw like i think a year later it's not Not really a retirement. (laughs) As nothing ever is. (laughs) Nothing ever is. Match number six. The top billing, Steve Mongo McMichael, put his name on the marquee and watched the tickets fly. This is Uh, like his third time (laughs) this high up on a pay-per-view. It's incredible. Versus (laughs) Jeff Jarrett for the U.S. title champion, Jeff Jarrett. Uh... (laughs) This is Mongo's first first full year. Yep. He is a one year pro. He's getting his title shot. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay. You gotta so, love wrestling sometimes, but <laughs> as Mongo comes to the ring, he goes right to the camera. He says, You should have <laughs> never jumped in my chili. Baby, <laughs> now it's time for you to go down. This is my favorite moment of the pay-per-view. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he meant by that. <laughs> this is my first time we even jumped into my chili. You should have never jumped into my chili bar. Now it's going to go down. That damn Jeff Jarrett music. I want to, we're going to play it here. I want you to listen to this. Listen to this music. It is the worst fucking music. I hate it every single time. How dare you? All of Jeff Jarrett's theme songs have been fucking incredible. Are you listening to this? (laughs) (laughs) They've all been incredible. Jeff Jarrett is officially out of the horseman. He's been kicked out by the man who brought him in, who gave him the endorsement, Ric Flair. He's out of the horseman. Somehow, Mongo is the face in this. I mean, of course, we have to spend the first five minutes walking around, yeah, strutting, yeah. taunting, pantomiming with the belt and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, Mongo steals the belt. He starts posing yeah, with it. Yeah. 
Jeff Jarrett steals it back. He yeah. does his pose with it. You're yeah. just filling out time. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> You've got about 15, 16 minutes to kill. Yeah. yeah. Right? How else are you going to do it? But with some old Memphis taunting. You know, they could do some wrestling, but who wants to see that? No, of course Come not. On. Yeah, yeah. These bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow, chants of Mongo ring out through the crowd. The sold-out crowd is chanting from Mongo McMichael. Yeah, it's kind of like prime Cena days where the where the audiences are divided. <laughs> some people are chanting for Mongo. Some uh, people are, are saying, you know, Jeff Jarrett sucks. So, you know, oh a really fiery crowd. A man uh, chants of Mongo. A sidewalk slam by Mongo and then the three-point stance tackle takes Jeff Jarrett to the outside. Uh, a clothesline to the outside by Mongo, who is in full control. Outside, Mongo takes Jarrett and chokes him with the cable. Uh, back inside, a very sloppy gorilla press slam that nearly <laughs> drops Jeff Jarrett on his neck. And then he follows that up with a sloppy-ass powerbomb for a near fall. This match is going great. <laughs> Mongo rears up, misses a knee into the corner, mm -hmm. and then Jeff Jarrett does three-point stances of his own. This match is basic. This <laughs> match is easy. This match is making Mongo look fine. Listen, this is one of those matches where, like, you can't fuck it up. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, if you have more than, like, a month experience of yeah. you you shouldn't fuck this match no. up. No. Mongo's trying his best. Yeah. But you just, you, there's no way you can fuck this up. And Mongo looks fine. Mm -hmm. Everything seems okay. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is working the leg a little bit. He goes to uh, put in the figure four. But here comes Deborah up onto the apron with the Halliburton briefcase. Mm -hmm. Now, Jeff Jarrett, he says, get her off the apron. Tells the ref, get her off the apron. He goes over, he's, he mimes like, I want to slap you. <laughs> It's the 90s. It's I want to slap your teeth out. It's all right. It's the 90s, but everyone. And he takes the briefcase from Deborah. He smashes Mongo on the arm. And Mongo goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeff Jarrett bonks him right on the head. He collapses. Yep. Jeff Jarrett pins to win. Jeff Jarrett and Deborah. Hug and boom, double cross of the century. One of the most obvious, like we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> we didn't know when, but we knew it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't as surprising. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but after all this time, they're finally together. Yeah. Deborah will never let go of that bill. Deborah is off with Jeff Jarrett and the U.S. heavyweight title. I just. Don't want to see that briefcase anymore. <laughs> I'm so tired of that briefcase. It is in it's every ending of every Mongo match. Every fucking ending. Yeah. yeah Someone either gets hit with the briefcase or is distracted by the briefcase. Or in some occasion, the briefcase is a distraction for another briefcase. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that briefcase. Uh, briefcase is life. Oh briefcase is life. And now. Let's hear from Rod the Bod and Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, Hollywood's on a roll, brah. The deal is, I've been on the porch so long, I've been running by myself. I'm the big dog, 
It's finally nice to find another champion. It's finally nice to find another dog. It's finally nice to find a fire hydrant that you have something in common with. And just like Hollywood has been rocked by Rod the Bot in Hollywood, just like the wrestling world is going to be rocked tonight by Rod the Bot in Hollywood, Daytona Beach doesn't have a chance bash the beach because Rod the Bot, the god himself, destroyed the whole town. Sweet! You be the man. <laughs> You be the man. You are the man. I love to be the man. Let me tell you right now. Daytona, you don't know what hit you. Because you know why? Because Rod DeBot, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, we're here to tear this town apart. And you know what? Accept it. We ain't going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. You know what I like so much about you? It's the fact that you have a conscience. The fact that when you bust people right in the skull, the fact is, you saved a couple lives. You left the giant, that big, nasty, war-infected giant, and Flexi Lexi, that Hollywood wannabe, for us to beat up tonight. Daytona, you've been devastated. This town can't handle Rob the Bod. But tonight, we're gonna take up the last two survivors. Hollywood and Dennis Rodman, the dirty dog. You know what? Would you put your hands on that mess? John, would you please save a little piece for me? You know, would you please save just a little bit? No, I, mean, I just want to have a little bit. I just want to taste it again. You may be tall, but as they say, the bigger you are, the harder you are. And you know what, bro? I didn't realize that everybody in the sports world was going to be watching tonight. I thought that maybe they would take the show. Maybe they would wait just a couple more moments to see what's happening. But whenever there's a natural disaster, whenever the two greatest athletes on God's green earth get together, everybody pays attention. You, you, you put the icing on my cake. <laughs> You're great. I know I am. I know I am. You're great. I know I am. But you even better. You know what? I just know Because you know why? It's nothing better. They want this. They want the, they want the, the ultimate. They want the ultimate goal. But you know what? And when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. What did you think of that promo, good sir? I love this bromance. You know, we, you know, in the media, we mm. very rarely get to see bromances like this. Yes. So it's kind of, you know, WCW was ahead of their time, mm. showing that two men could just fucking love each other yeah. so yeah. much. I mean, get a man that looks at you like Hollywood looks at Rodman. <laughs> Hollywood is, loves Rodman yeah. to death. Yeah. To the point where most of this promo was just them being like, nah, you're great. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're, you're great. You're great. You're no. something. Yeah. yeah. He's like, broad the bud. When you get hold of that big, nasty, wart infected giant, just leave a little bit for me, man. Just leave a little piece. Um. And Rod is just like, oh, yeah, brother, you know, I'm going to totally do that. 
Because you were the champ. <laughs> and I'm the champ. <laughs> this is the closest thing we're going to get to a gay storyline <laughs> in wrestling till Kenny and Cody Ibushi. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yes, it was a. Uh, it made me hate them. <laughs> it did its job. I, it did the opposite for me. I wanted them to win after I saw it. Really? <laughs> because I couldn't wait for Lex Luger to rack them. <laughs> I could not wait for no, it. I, I wanted them to win so bad after this because I was like, you can't destroy this bromance. Amazing. It's, it's great. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Match number seven. It is Scott Hall in Macho Man Randy Savage taking on Diamond Dallas Page and his mystery partner, Kurt Henning. And the crowd goes crazy. Mild. <laughs> Mild. <laughs> And my thing is this, my thing is this, I am genuinely hoping that it's because of the music dubbing, because DDP's music on the network is not his actual music. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that because the music is there, it killed the crowd noise, but no. the way that this match goes. <laughs> Listen, I would have, I would have agreed with you, but I've looked at so many different reviews mm. i've looked at different angles of mm. the match because i thought it was the dubbing as well yeah. it's not the dubbing oh. people just did not give a shit yeah i think they played it up so much mm. that they let fans get into their own heads and yeah. be like oh it's gonna be this guy or yeah. this guy or oh he doesn't want to tell us it has to be somebody mm -hmm. fucking crazy and yeah. then when Kurt Henning came out they were like oh yeah Un that's cool yeah I All, guess the unfortunate thing as well is that Henning has been on TV already <laughs> so they've already <laughs> debuted him on Nitro mm -hmm. and so like you should have been saving it for the the pay per view yeah but but the the sad thing. It's because of one of two things. So remember last month, Gene Ogerlin was saying that there was somebody that was unhappy on the other side of the pond with their current contract. <laughs> yep. He was referring to Kurt Henning. Famously, Kurt Henning was renegotiating his deal with the WWF because mm -hmm. at the time he was dealing with a back injury. He was mainly on commentary. He was making sporadic appearances. He had been cleared to compete. However, the WWF was, of course, going through the Attitude Era, the youth movement, the same thing that had driven out Randy Savage, Hogan, etc., etc., all yeah. the people before him. Yeah. They wanted to keep Kurt Henning. They were desperate to keep Kurt Henning because they were losing every fucking star. <laughs> <laughs> so, during negotiations, having felt slighted by the offer that the WWF had given him, mm -hmm. Kurt Henning famously sent his father larry the axe henning to wcw nitro to sit in the crowd live to show the wwf exactly where his legions lied <laughs> in doing so kurt henning was going to the wcw mm -hmm. so that's a, a famous a famous shot uh, fired at the wwf uh, for Kurt Henning, but yeah, unfortunately, didn't capitalize on Kurt Henning properly, and yeah, it led Almost, to a lukewarm yeah. reception here. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Again, same thing with the Kevin Sullivan stuff. Mm -hmm. 
I think they just misjudged or mistimed. Indeed. Their Indeed. This uh, match. But Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes was right in there to try and save it. He's like, baby, there is some heat right now. That guacamole heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. That guacamole heat, baby. Oh, my God. Yes. I didn't know guacamole was spicy. It's not. <laughs> I don't think it is. No, it's not. It's it's not. Well, according to the big dust, <laughs> it is. All right. Macho Man gets a clothesline right away and is taken to the corner by Paige. Spit to spit by Paige and Macho. All right. Toothpick to gum by Henning and Hall. It is nothing but some... But some machoing, right? <laughs> Whose dick's bigger? Who's got the <laughs> biggest set of balls? <laughs> yep. Uh, this was definitely a weird way to start uh, to start the match, uh-huh. but it did give it, at least for me, uh, it gave it a little bit more intensity. Like, okay, mm. these guys really want to go at it, really mm. want to, you know, uh, fight each other. Yeah. Uh, it didn't. It, it, it was definitely uh, like it was a psych out game, and I got the point. Yeah, but I was kind of like, "There's not much going on." There's not like the first three minutes of this match is just they do a collar and elbow tie up. Somebody if, goes if down. They, if they did that, but there were some interesting moves in between. Yeah, that would have been badass. But exactly. the fact that like they did that, like I think they uh, Savage and um, Page Page spit on each other. Yeah. Then they tag out. Yeah. Then the Scott Hall thing and the Kerr Henning thing. So then you you're you're almost at like three four minutes yeah. where it's just you guys just taunting each other. Yeah. And it's like I don't, I don't like, know. Hmm, Could have shaved some time off of that and went right into the wrestling because yeah. once it happens, it's actually quite good. Like mm-hmm. Henning manages to take uh, Scott Hall down with some atomic drops, a forearm smash, a neck snap. Henning looking very good. Mm-hmm. He's also jacked. Henning is in the best yeah. shape of his life. He's got the singlet down. He doesn't put the singlet up. He's got the straps down. He's letting you see that he's in shape. <gasps> uh, <laughs> uh, and then Paige gets tagged in. And they're isolating Scott Hall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, the flatliner, that, that little power driver-esque thing to Scott Hall. Uh, and then he knocks down the Macho Madness. All right, but then Hall and Macho with two corner clotheslines to Diamond Dallas Page. And Macho Man follows that up with the axe handle once he gets tagged in, flying from the top rope. Mm-hmm. Macho Man is then attacking from the outside. DDP is sent to the outside. Savage and into the steps goes Diamond Dallas Page. Macho Man is being like, "Come on, baby, come on, baby, I'm gonna murder the bum. I'm gonna murder the bum." So much so, Page does an incredible babyface spot here. Mm-hmm. He grabs the he grabs the guardrail. He's reaching out to the fans, and the fans help him up. The fans help him to his feet. He's got the hands of the, he literally, the fans are willing him back to his feet. And then Macho Man, like a heel, punches the crap out of his face as soon as he gets up. And they throw him back into the ring to be fed to Scott Hall even more. It's beautiful. Fate, fate, uh, Savage's heel run. Listen, it was something that, that we didn't. Oh. 
we didn't want like him part of the NWO, but yeah. now that he's in it, he's making the best out he of is. it. He and is. he's going full blown heel. Yeah. He <laughs> is an absolute highlight. He's an absolute highlight. Uh, Macho is just beating Paige up some more, but finally Paige is able to get the tag into Henning, but there is no heat. No heat at all. No hot tag. <laughs> this crowd is kind of dead. Yeah. Kurt Henning uh, gets an Irish whip at one point, and he gets sent over the top, kind of, because uh, <laughs> he looks, he tries to go over the top because DDP is holding on to the top rope. Yep. Trying to pull himself back up. You see, he needed the fans. Uh, <laughs> but Kurt Henning tries to go over. He gets kind of hung up on the top. He has to drop out down to the bottom. And then he uh, he knocks the shit out of Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> yeah, he, he hits uh, DDP in the back. Yes. And he, he just leaves him. Just walks away. Which... yeah. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page then suffers the outsider's edge and the Macho Man elbow to win. A flat finish. Yeah. No doubt about it. This was like the Hector Garza yes. moonsault finish. Yeah. Um, the match wasn't bad. The no. match was, was pretty good. Even though Kurt didn't get the reaction that he thought he was going to get or that mm. WCW thought he Hoped. was going to get. Mm. But the match was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Up until that botch. Once yeah. that botch happens, yeah. the whole match just goes yeah. downhill. And uh, it, it, it ends up being very flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know where Kurt Henning goes from here. Uh, there's a lot of questions as to whether or not he's, you know, NWO for life. Mm-hmm. Or if he's just angry at Diamond Aldous Page for trying to pull himself back up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what they do with him going forward. Mm. Uh, I don't think, like, again, viewing this mm. in 1997 yes. without the information we know now, mm. I don't think adding him to this feud no. really is going to do anything for it. Mm. Maybe getting a DDP a couple wins on fucking Nitro or something. But mm. Do you know what Kurt Henning does after this? No. You are going to be so disappointed, my friend. (laughs) You are going to be so, so sad with what comes next. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you anything. You're going to hate it. Match number eight is Ric Flair versus Roddy Piper. And oh, man. Oh, I had my hands clasped. I was rubbing them together. I was, oh, I was a kid in an ice cream parlor. You were ready for this one. Oh, I was ready. <laughs> it is a massive pop for Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. A massive pop for the six-figure Roddy Piper. <laughs> Need we forget. Uh, and then Ric Flair comes out. Yep. He's got the blur- brand new blue robe. He's looking good. Got the haircut. Yep. He's, he's looking th- good. Is this the first Flair singles match that we review on the podcast? Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, because yes, the last one is. I think was it a was tag two match. Two sets of tag matches yeah, yeah. so far, yes. So this is the first full Ric Flair single match that Not we review right. on the podcast. And here we go. Uh, can these men still go? Is the yeah. question on everybody's mind. We know that Roddy Piper really did not have a great match with Hogan at Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, so far the. Both of them, they've either had 
tag matches or in the case for Roddy Piper, they've been single matches, but they've been full of outside interferences yes. and, you know, the little shit that they do to cut exactly. corners to make the match seem exactly. more exciting type of shit. Okay. So this is men the go. first test for both men to exactly. see how healthy is Ric Flair after the, the injury mm-hmm. and how can Piper can go. Yeah. Can, does he have hips? <laughs> can he do it? <laughs> yeah. Piper goes to the brawling right away. <laughs> Tony Savani says, so much for the wrestling match. <laughs> Piper with the chops. Uh, Flair tries to chop, but he ends up flopping. He does the Flair mm-hmm. flop. Um, Flair has got the moves. He is flying around everywhere for Piper. He does the up and over the top rope. He takes the clothesline. He's out to the floor. He's backing off. He's pandering. He's doing the whole heel shtick. Yep. This is 1980s Ric Flair if there ever was one. <laughs> there's, a, there's a moment in the match where Rick's trying to get fired up, and yeah. he does his classic poke to the eyes yeah. to... <laughs> Uh, to Piper, which Piper just no sells. Yeah, Piper no sells it and just fights Keeps back. Going. My God, uh, the crowd is hot as hell for this match. Mm-hmm. This crowd is at a fever pitch. Uh, outside, Ric Flair tries to go for an attack. He gets back dropped on the floor, back into the ring. Flair is down on the knees. He's begging off. Piper drops down to the knees and pokes him right in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but finally Roddy Piper he's got Flair backed up in the corner the ref manages to pull him away Flair takes out the knee does a chop block right to the knee mm-hmm. and then immediately figure four onto Roddy Piper and then they're in there for a little bit Roddy Piper fires up he's able to reverse and before he reverses the, the, the figure four I suggest you guys go back and watch his expression yes. while in the figure Yes. <laughs> Piper, the, oh my God. Piper is the fucking best, man. He's so good. So good. Roddy Piper takes a neck, gives a neck breaker to Ric Flair to a near fall. Ric Flair with a dirty, dirty, nasty low blow just from downtown. <laughs> right up in there. But Roddy Piper, he doesn't miss a beat, baby. <laughs> He fires right back with the fists. Another backdrop to Ric Flair. A clothesline out to the top rope. Ric Flair then back into the ring is able to take back control from Roddy Piper. He tries to go for a cover using the ropes when they are back inside. Roddy Piper keeps on getting the shoulder just centimeters Mm -hmm. off the centimeters. Ric Flair finally has to let up and he says, shut the hell up. crowd in the audience he's uh, af- pushing the ref after do after figure fours and uh, uh leg shots fucking all types of shit that's right he finally is like you know what fuck it and brings out the brass knuckles that's right and just fucking tries to clock Piper with he the does. brass knuckles. What does a uh, commentary call the brass knuckles? The, ar- the hand protectors yeah. or something? Yeah, shit? Bobby the Brain Heen, and he's like, he's got the hand protector. <laughs> he's got the hand protector. Uh, Ric Flair swings for the fences, but does not get it. Roddy Piper then hits Nature Boy Ric Flair with it. But here comes the horseman. Yep. What's left of the horseman? <laughs> As Chris Benoit tries for a headbutt, he lands on Nature Boy Ric Flair. Mongo McMichael misses his goddamn cue. So Roddy Piper has to get back and does for another cover. Finally, Mongo comes in. He's got his arm in a cast. 
Because he got okay. there with the briefcase. That's right. Yeah. But then he picks Roddy Piper up for a tombstone. So, I mean... <laughs> it's Mongo, man. The rules don't apply to him. Oh, God. Ric Flair rolls ever so slowly onto Roddy Piper. We think that he has it one. He's going to win dirty. But Roddy Piper kicks out at two, and the crowd explodes again. Again, the crowd explodes. Piper fires up from the chop he takes one chop and he's just like you motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) peewee anderson he's taking a look as both men just firing off fist after fist after fist after fist he's following with them doing the air fist into the air (laughs) finally roddy piper irish whip to rick flair gets him in the sleeper hold rick flair's got nowhere to go he passes out one, two, three times the drop. Roddy Piper wins. I always forget how amazing this match is. Match of the fucking night. <laughs> this is the best match that you can put right before the main event. Get people fired up for the main event. And if you just want to see two old crazy bastards oh. just go at it in some over-the-top oh. wrestling, this is the match. This is easily Roddy Piper's best match so far mm. on the podcast that we've had. Uh, yeah, I can't gush enough over this <laughs> match. I, oh, my God. Because the expectations for a man with one titanium hip... And Ric Flair. And coming off an injury. <laughs> yeah. The expectations are so low. Both way past their prime. Oh, God. And <laughs> both of them just pull out the, the goddamn best out of you. each other. And and even Amazing. with the Mongol and uh, Benoit stuff, it just adds to just the it, over-the-top craziness yes. of this match. Because it's like, oh, Piper's gotten screwed. Rick <laughs> yeah. Flair has screwed him. He's going to win. And then he kicks out. The crowd is just like, fucking yeah! <laughs> I feel like this is going to be probably like Moxley Danielson when they're like 60, uh, just putting on crazy it'll ass. Yeah. It'll be great. It is main event time as Hogan and Rodman Take on Luger and the Giant. I have something for you, Just John. Go for it. A task. Oh, boy. As we go through this match together, we shall rate this in two different ways. Okay. We shall rate this in entertainment quality. Okay. And wrestling quality. That's fair. And then we will decide... What kind of main event do we prefer? Mm. One of entertainment quality and one of wrestling quality. (laughs) I like that. I like that. And that is what we shall do for the main event. Before we start with the main event, I just want to say that I feel so sad for Luger. Yes. Because he's the number one contender. He is. And for like the last three (laughs) pay-per-views, he's been stuck in tag team action. Yes. Versus Hogan and someone else. That's right. That's right. Uh, But finally, we are here. Mm -hmm. What brought the crowd today? 
A mega match indeed. Why is Macho Man with the... <laughs> Macho Man, uh, he gives... In this match, he gives off very much like third wheel energy. Mm-hmm. Like Hogan and Rodman are trying to have this bromance. And then yeah. Savage is like, hey guys, I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's moments in the match, especially like later on in the match mm-hmm. where savage will pop up and i have to remind i'm like oh shit yeah he's been he's just been here yeah. the whole time like it's so strange yep. Yep. it's so strange um yeah i mean big reactions for all men that come out yeah uh, it is a mega main event yeah. michael buffer has of course been you know shilled out here for another six and a half million dollars <laughs> yeah. for his 10 minutes uh <laughs> Because main events got a main event, baby. Um, Listen, but to be fair, to let, to cutting some slack to WCW, yeah, they're paying him a shit ton of money for like 10 minutes of work. Yes. But damn, the, does it make for a I good pay per view intro? It does. It's, it it's it good does stuff. exactly what it's supposed to. It no. hypes you the fuck up, yeah. especially for Hollywood Hogan, who's just, who's just taking this whole heel stick and fucking just pushing it to like it's out of control absolute, <laughs> he's pushing this whole heel thing to as far as he can fucking take it yeah and having michael buffer just introduce him in like this it, yeah. over the top like it, it's great it's fucking this, great this heel duo is absolutely out of control like hollywood hogan has gone to the nth degree listen and after you show me his 98 contract like he's <laughs> even <laughs> outside of the ring he's being a heel. he is he is uh amazing uh nothing happens for ages though like no, no. nothing at all listen, if you start clocking in this match from the intro yeah you get the super long intro mm-hmm. then you get the super long entrances that's right then the match starts and it's Hogan shenanigans for mm-hmm. the first, like you spend a good like 10 minutes mm-hmm. without shit going on. Nothing happens. Yeah. And then Rodman gets tagged in, mm-hmm. uh, Luger is in, and then Rodman arm drags Lex Luger. <laughs> to a pop. <laughs> to, a to, to the biggest pop of the night. <laughs> To a huge fucking pop. And off of an arm drag. The thing that's the most bizarre mm. is that the commentary team, Dusty Rhodes, Tony Schiavone, uh, Bobby Heenan, they gush over Dennis Rodman's capabilities of doing an arm drag. Yep. <laughs> a collar and elbow tie up. I think he did, he leapfrogs over a leapfrog. Yep. <laughs> and a shoulder tackle. And we've got Dusty Rose being like, somebody call the law. Somebody call the law. How is this man doing this? And I'm dragged. And shoulder tackle. Lucas on the back foot. How is this possible? <laughs> and then Bobby the Brain Heenan is like, this man has been training. This man has fooled us all. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I love, listen, I love, love, love the... The moment when he tags in Rodman, yes, and Rodman's it's gonna do a test of, test of strength with Luger. That's right, and he's just making the crowd wait. Yeah, 
And he's like, oh, I'm about to, yeah. nope, nope, nope. I'm going to back off. Yeah. I'm going to talk to Hogan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is such good fucking heel work. Because I'm watching it. And even I'm like, I've, like, yeah. all right, yeah. like, do Kill something. Yeah. And then after Rodman does the arm drag to Luger, Luger then gets in and arm drags everyone <laughs> and sends everybody to the outside. And Rodman is already gassed. He's already out of breath. He's already panting. And then he's still got to come in and do the leapfrog shoulder tackle. <laughs> and he nearly fucks up the second one. But he manages to, to make it, which is great. Uh, Luger is able to <laughs> clothesline Rodman after he does two leapfrogs. Yeah. Uh, Luger then tags in the giant. Hogan gets in. Hogan takes giant to the corner with some chops and some chokes. Mm-hmm. Giant then no-sells a clothesline. Uh, Rodman then tags in to face the giant. And he's like, listen. We're eye to eye right now, player. Yeah. All right. We are eye to eye right now. Uh, Rodman does manage to leapfrog him once, but then on the second attempt, he gets grabbed in a bear hug by the giant. And good God. And then it's a massive atomic drop to Rod the Bod. <laughs> yep. uh, and then he does a spot. He spanks him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the jazz does a spot where he spanks Rodman for some reason. <laughs> and the crowd is fucking wild. Listen, the crowd's been losing their mind for this whole thing. Absolutely. Like, every, Absolutely. even the botch, everything, they yeah. have been loving it. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're having a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, double teamwork by Hogan and Rodman. A big boot to the giant by Hogan. Uh, double hip toss by Hogan and Dennis Rodman <laughs> to the giant. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but then... Lex Luger is just able to get the hot tag. He knocks down Hogan. He knocks down Rod the Bod. He takes down Randy Savage. Rodman is actually bumping. And yeah, he's yeah. Bumping like proper. And it's not phoning it in. Yeah, no, no. And that's what I like. Like, I like celebrities like that that would, like, they're going to come into this world and they're like, you know what? Yeah. I want to do it properly. Like, yeah. I'm taking the bumps. I'm doing all this right. type of shit. And Rodman then blindsides Luger. And then uh, Hogan is able to drop the big leg. And Luger kicks out of the big leg. Yep. Rodman tags in. He continues to attack Legs Luger. Tony Schiavone on commentary says, he's tall. He's lanky. (laughs) And I'm like, Tony, that is not a compliment, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) He's tall and lanky. (laughs) Giant gets in again and boots to both men. And here comes Sting. Oh. Sting, seven foot tall, three hundred and fifty pound. Sting. <laughs> <laughs> now he gets uh, in. I forgot about this. He nails, he nails uh, the giant with uh, with a bat, oh, and the giant gets taken out. Uh, Sting then steps out over the top rope. And leaves. And the commentary is, how can you even pretend it's Sting? <laughs> after he left the top row, after he left the ring by going over Wait, the top row. How do you even? How do you, <laughs> um, spoiler alert, it's Kevin Nash. <laughs> and if, if it was like a thing where, like, we've, we barely get to see Sting. Yeah. But we've seen him in the ring right. next to other wrestlers. Many you know times. he's not seven feet tall. Many times. <laughs> so then you would think, okay, so they've screwed him out of the match. They're going to lose mm-hmm. here. 
but Luger ducks a Hogan clothesline and racks Hogan. Yeah. Here comes Nick Patrick out of nowhere, rings the bell. Lex Luger wins. Luger wins anyway. Yeah. Why do we have the sting bit? <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because the real sting doesn't even come out. Yeah. So there's no reason to have that sting part in yeah. it. Luger then racks Dennis Rodman, which gets a huge ovation. Uh, Macho Man then gets racked. That should have been flipped around. Rodman should have been the last one to get the Dodger rack for the big pop. But whatever. Uh, Why did any of that happen? (laughs) This is supposed to be uh, the NWO's birthday, seeing as this is the first time last year that Hogan joined the NWO and the NWO became a public thing, but they lose in their birthday. uh, yeah, fake sting thing aside, <laughs> this was a fantastic match. Yep. But now it is time to rate it on a, uh, uh, of course, a five star basis. Okay. I will start first with how would you rate it on wrestling quality out of five? Like a three. Mm. Like a three. Okay. Okay. Because Rodman wasn't too terrible that no. we would have to take points off. He kept it basic. Yeah. Kept Luger and the basic. Giant, they're going to do what they always do. So mm-hmm. they were good. Hogan was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Savage was good. So there wasn't, there wasn't any like dip in the quality of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a three. And for the entertainment value. <laughs> That's a five. Five a out of five. Full on five. It was you were thoroughly entertained. From those second Michael Buffer started announcing Mm. to the end of the match, Mm. I was hooked. I Mm. was on it. So much fucking fun. Even with the fake sting thing that didn't really lead to anything. I still like popped when fake sting showed up. So I still give it points for entertainment. (laughs) I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Uh So this whole match was, was, was excellent. So I'll give it five out of five. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, for me, I mean, I'm going to do a, a 2.5 on the wrestling. Solid, right, fair, right fair, half, fair, halfway. Right in the middle, yep. Yeah, because nobody did anything spectacular, yep. but nobody did anything terrible either. Exactly. This was as basic as basic could be. And mm-hmm. when you have celebrity involvement, whether or not they're athletes, doesn't matter. But Mr. T was in fantastic shape. They still kept it basic with him. Yeah. <laughs> you need to keep it basic. Yeah. And when it is basic, it's better because the more fantastical shit that you want to do the worse it gets yeah and we will see that in later history (laughs) (laughs) but for entertainment purposes i will say it is a four okay for me it is not the five out of five bobby (laughs) dazzler for me that's fair but i completely see where you're coming from in the context of everything if it's a five out of five fantastic this is a hugely entertaining match. Mm-hmm. Superbly entertaining with the mix of the crowd as well as the talent involved and all of their charisma. This match is elevated to an, a whole new level. And I would say this is one of the few times where they've brought in a celebrity, WCW that is, and it is 100% effective. Okay. Uh-huh. Every other time they've done any type of non wrestling involvement, up to this point, as we've seen Has been with the Kevin Greens yeah, and all yeah, of yeah. those football things, have not gone over well. Ernest Miller. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? But this Rodman thing worked out perfectly. And uh, it, it's also 
due to the fact that he's a natural heel. Yeah. Like this time, 1997, mm-hmm. he's already like a five-time NBA champion. That's right. He's going he's released through, a book. Yeah, he's going through his whole like weird phase where he's yeah. coming in with different color hair yeah, and missing games to show yeah. up to WCW shit. Yeah. So he already has this heelish nature to him outside of the ring. That's right. So the fact that he's coming in and he's he gets to be a heel mm-hmm. and he gets to be a heel with Hogan who's just on god mode <laughs> <laughs> in terms of heels. Absolutely. Everything's just pairing pairing nicely. Mm-hmm. And you give him you know, this isn't Kevin Green where you're pairing him with Mongo, who also doesn't know how to wrestle. <laughs> this is you're pairing him with Luger and with the Giant, who yes. we know can go. Or right? competent, mm-hmm. yes. And Hogan is your master psychologist. Exactly. And you even together. have Randy Savage on the outside. Who just I'm for... sure was just telling him spots and yeah. went to cue. <laughs> yeah. like, you probably needed him on the outside. Giving him like, some extra stuff. Get in now. <laughs> <laughs> So he's with a good group of guys that, that are gonna make sure that he does, he's not he's not fucking up. And even when he does, they know what to do. To, yes. to, to, they know to say yeah. Them. And so the big question, I think, a huge one that could be debated for ages. I want to hear some people on Twitter. I want to hear some feedback at the Colossal Tussle One. Yeah, Twitter, uh, YouTube as well. That's you know? right. I want to know what do we like more. From our main events, do we like more wrestling quality or do we like more entertainment for our value? Mm-hmm. John, what say you? Wrestling or sports entertainment? Here's the thing. Exclusive to main events, not whole show quality. Let's go exclusive to main events. Okay, that's fair. Because for my the way I like my wrestling for my main events, I like entertainment. Mm. I lean towards let's let's just do the goofiest, most over the top. Like let's let's really lean into the entertainment mm. part. And it doesn't even have to be goofy, even if it's like ending a storyline or something. Yes. I like the main event to have just that extra like entertainment factor. Mm. I like the beginning of my wrestling to be more, you know, wrestling based. Yes. The opening, the middle, mm. but my main events, I like them to be more entertainment based. Yeah. Cause so I want to watch wrestling. Entertainment man. Yeah. Cause I'm a fan of, of pure wrestling, but I don't want to watch an entire pay-per-view mm. from start to finish with just like hard hitting wrestling. Wow. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. And I, and I will watch it, but I prefer, mm-hmm. Like most of the pay per views that I can remember that I loved have always yeah. had that last match just being the well the end you. to something. Yeah. So you will take a Rodman Hogan versus Luger Giant. Yes. Over an Okada J White any day. Yes. Well, look at <laughs> you. Listen, you can give me the Okada J White like right before, <laughs> <laughs> like the co-main event. Uh-huh. But I like my main events to just have that extra, uh-huh. extra, you know, extra entertainment yeah. uh, in it. Big Daddy versus Haystacks Calhoun. <laughs> That's what brings you to the dance. <laughs> Don't get me started on eighties wrestling. <laughs> now, what do what do you think? What is you? What are your thoughts? I think we wouldn't be where we are without entertainment. 
main See? events. I'm sad. That's what I, I'm saying. I would say, you know, the your your bang for your buck was always, uh, you know, a Hogan main event mm-hmm. that went about eight minutes and did four moves, <laughs> and you were <laughs> proud to be there. <laughs> <laughs> But even still, you know, you take a look at the Austin era, you mm-hmm. take a look at the Austin era and, and his main events, they were never five-star classics. No. Uh, you know, a couple of them were against Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at, just look at Russell, the last WrestleMania. That's right. One of the biggest talking points was Austin versus McMahon, even though McMahon's like 95. And- exactly. Austin's yeah. in his fucking seventies, right? And even the first, uh, the main event of WrestleMania Night One was Austin and Owens. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, the the bang for your buck for me has always been entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, and I I echo your your things exactly. All of my favorite pay per views have always been sports entertainment main events or or very sports entertainment uh, based things, and uh, yeah, I'm always a man for story. Exactly. I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I will hang my hat on a story-driven uh, matchup than because, a, a five-star classic. Because that's my thing with, um, with the entertainment aspect of it. With just pure wrestling, okay, cool, you guys can have this amazing one-hour Iron Man match. But for me, what I see more value in is, can you tell a story? And at the same time, pull that off, right? Yes. So, you know, uh, this main event probably wasn't the most technical, but it's the, it was the, the funnest match on the card. Yes. Right? Yes. And it fucking is the one that's going to keep you talking and make you want to be like, okay, well, now I got to tune into Nitro because mm-hmm. what the fuck was that yeah. at the end of the pay-per-view? And, and quite honestly, of every pay-per-view that we've had so far, Best main event? I would have to look for, back, but it's WCW. up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For WCW. Yeah, Because yeah. I would say the Hollywood Hogan Savage at Halloween Havoc 96, our first that was a good, pay-per-view. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. But besides that, I think for entertainment and wrestling value, I mean... Hogan and Piper at Starcade was was fine, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, the Giant and Hogan at NWO sold out. The Triple Threat Battle Royal thing that should this might yeah this actually might be this the, might be the best yeah, yeah, one yeah. for entertainment. It's it's crazy to say. You know what? It's but, I keep thinking of matches, but yeah, none of them were the main event. So yeah. I think for main event purposes, yeah. this might be at least top three yeah. top two top three i would say so. main events and that's that's something to say for a match involving a celebrity <laughs> that's quite the thing so uh wcw may have knocked this one out the park but let's see when we get into our uh our match of the night standout star and overall show great so what do you have for me and why just john kick it off with the match of the night. Match of the night, Dragon, Jericho. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if it's because I've seen this match a couple times already. Could be. But it. every time I see it, I've always loved it. The main event was really, really good. But I know you're going to pick it, so I want to switch it up a little bit. I see it. Um, Piper Flair was good as well. But for me, 
this is the one that kind of takes the cake rest in just match purposes. Mm. Um, my standout star, I got Luger. Ah. I've had Luger a couple, a couple times, times already. Now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I lo- I'm loving his push. I'm loving that even though he's he's not getting the title shot mm. that he deserves, yes. they're still giving him the wins. Yeah, uh, still building momentum. Yeah. He is now beating Hogan decisively yeah, with so that rack. Hopefully, we get to see Luger, a Luger fight for the title soon. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> And then my overall show grade is four out of five. Mm. Um, the Mortis match was decent. Mm-hmm. It wasn't terrible, but sure. it was de- <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steiner's versus uh, NWO Japan was a great match. Uh, Jericho Ultimo Dragon I already said match of the night. The trios uh, tag match was a nice little like middle of the pay per view little palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really no bad matches on this card. Like uh, Chris Kevin Sullivan was super oh, fun, fantastic. Uh, the tag match, even though Kerr Henning wasn't what we expected, it was still pretty good. Uh, Flair Piper, the the main event. Like there's literally no bad match except for the first one. And if you like that sort of goofy stuff. Yeah. This might be a five out of five. This might be. Might be, like I have it at a good four out of five stars. Solid four, four out, out of five. five. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Uh, match of the night for me, Roddy Piper versus Rick Blair. Oh, it was wrong. All day, every day. I forget every time how good that match is. I get sucked in all over again. It was the one match that I had to watch twice. Because the first time, I didn't take a single note. I completely <laughs> fucking was sucked in. I was gone. <laughs> yeah. Ric Flair made Roddy Piper look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And he is my standout star. And then my overall show grade, after have to agree with you, four out of five. Yep. I mean, this is a incredible show coming off of the last pay-per-view that we had to deal with. Good God. That show was horrible. This show, absolutely fantastic. I loved every minute of it. Uh, The opening match was what it was. (laughs) But at least we got through with that, and we were all good to go. From that point on, amazing business. Uh, But yeah, that is our show. And on the next edition, you'll be happy to know that we will be reviewing Monday Nitro from August the 4th, in which Lex Luger takes on Hollywood Hogan for that Finally. world championship. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, the WCW title is on the line. It is one of the best nitros uh, of the calendar year, and we will be exploring that main event. I am looking very much forward to it, Just John. Me too. Me too. I can't wait. I've been, I've been saying Lex Luger, it's time for him to finally get his shot, so... Next episode, we're going to review that. Exactly. And I have never watched the show in its entirety, so we shall see what happens. But until then, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the Colossal Tussle Podcast. Where can they find us? Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Colossal Tussle One, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you can listen to podcasts at the Colossal Tussle, uh, YouTube as well at the Colossal Tussle. Mm hmm. 
Absolutely. You can find us everywhere. We're on the Spotify's. We're on the Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google, Amazon Music, Audible, all sorts of business. We're in multiple countries. Everybody's listening to us. Everybody is down with the tussle tandem. So, for KJ Johnson and just John, thank you very much. Would you like to say anything? Yeah. Yeah? Say bye to the people. Say bye to the people. Say bye, people. Huh? Bye, people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finland, would you like to say bye to the people? Yes. Okay. Bye, people. There you go. Bye, people. And that was the Colossal Tussle Podcast live from Shea Kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, we are out. Thank you.